The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Acts chapter 8, verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. There was great joy in that city. Okay, we leave that and we go all the way down to verse 29. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join yourself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. His humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he, said, and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water. Both Philip and the eunuch, he baptized him. And they were come out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found in Azotus. And passing through, the, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Praise God. Suppose you carried your Christmas hamper. And you got to the home of this family. And they were reading the Bible. And they found where the Bible said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. 
and you brought hamper. We are from God's favorite church. We want to bless you at Christmas. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Nabia, this uh, born again. Can you explain it uh, to me? Uh-huh. Born again, Abi. Uh-huh. You want to be born again? Okay, stand up. You are born again. Hallelujah. He said, okay, explain it. Ah, that one you have to come to church. <laughs> you see, now my, my own church, nobody said to understand it. My own church, now just to be born again and bring you hamper. <laughs> no, there are many people, they can't even explain the gospel. When you ask them, this born again, now this born again that you say you don't born, how did they burn them? Ah, the way they burn them, you enter your mama's womb, they burn you again. Ah. There are many people, they can't explain the gospel. It's not just giving them gifts. So, Can you explain the gospel to them? They ask somebody, what do you believe? Say, I believe in Jesus. About the Bible, everything inside. Which one? Anywhere you turn. Just open any page. Anywhere you turn, I, I, I believe everything. Okay, what do you believe? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Yes. How do they feel? Just stand up, they feel you. There are many people, they can't explain anything. And every week they come. Can you imagine this Ethiopian eunuch? How many sermons did he hear? How many? Just one. He went home, started a church evangelized the whole country. In fact, history has it that he died in India as a missionary. They did it, he didn't hear two sermons. What was so magical about Philip's preaching? What was so magical that you hear him once, you will never be what? The Bible revealed what Philip was handing out to people. The Bible said when Philip went to Samaria, he preached who? Christ. He didn't preach seven ways to become a millionaire. He didn't preach 15 ways to achieve breakthrough. He didn't preach 10 ways to, 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 to become a, a managing director. No. No. He preached Christ. He opened the eyes of the people to the man who came down at what? Christmas. And by the time they understood him, miracles started to what? Happen in their lives. Miracles started to sweep their lives. The Bible says unclean spirits came out. All manners of miracles took place because the man preached Christ. And what, what, what did Jesus say in John 3, 14? And I, if I be what? Lifted up. I shall what? Draw all men unto myself. The centrality of Christ is the gospel. That is the message we take. People are preaching all manners of gospel. Okay? But you mustn't join them. God has commissioned us 
to explain and teach Christ to the world so that they will come to believe in him, come to love him, come to serve him all the days of their lives. And then the power of God will hit their lives like never before. I was saying to a young man, salvation is not an idea. Salvation is in a man. Jesus said, no man comes to the Father except through me. Salvation is about, is about having Christ living in your heart. We call it the reality of the indwelling Christ. The Bible says in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 3, 17, that Christ may dwell in your heart by what? By faith. And that's why when people come to receive Jesus Christ, we say to them, accept him and make him the Lord of your life. Receive him as your personal Lord and Savior. Yes, receive him. Let Jesus be resident in your heart. And then every other thing can follow. Why is that necessary? That we minister Christ, not just gifts, minister Christ to people. Be sure that they know him. Be sure that they have come to love him. And then you can leave them because he will take care of them. He will take care of them. When a man gets the revelation of Christ, then his life begins to change. Because you see, what I say to believers is, until you study the man, until you study the man, your own life will not change. I'll give you a simple example. When last did somebody disappoint you? Has anybody ever disappointed you? But do you know how to handle disappointment? Jesus taught us how to handle disappointment. The Bible says that um, when he was going to the cross, he took three of his closest friends, Peter, James, and uh, John. And he said to them, my spirit is heavy unto death. Come and pray with me. And then he left them praying, and then he went a little way to pray himself. But when he came back, what were they doing? Honestly, sleeping. Now, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Jesus said, Simon, you couldn't wait with me for how long? One hour? Anyway, I can see the spirit is willing, but the flesh is. Uh, mm. What was Jesus doing? He was making excuse for them. I know you really want to pray, but I can see you are very tired. Eh? The spirit is willing. Okay, now the next time somebody disappoints you, can you try and make an excuse for them? You know. You come home, you're very hungry, there's no food. You say to your wife, the spirit is very... <laughs> spirit is very willing, the flesh is weak. <laughs> you know? Try and let, let... Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ. And something happened. The power of God exploded on the people. And that's what Jesus said. 
when he commissioned the disciples, he said, go, preach that the kingdom of God is here. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper. In other words, we are to preach a gospel that has what? Power. You get into a home. You know, you came to give them Christmas gifts, but there's a child there with a fever. You know, there's a man there with a headache. Do you know that if you lay hands on him and his headache disappears, his fever disappears, the next time you come, you say, now which church where on us come from? I want to... Yes. That's why the Bible tells us that there's something called the gifts of the Spirit that you and I should carry because we don't know where we will meet human need. Human need is not only physical. You know, rice and beans, those are important. But there are other needs that money cannot solve. But which the power of God can meet in the lives of people. And you see, you and I are not so, are supposed to be going around without any gift. Say, now, how long have you been coming to church? Five years. Oh, yeah, what gift do you have? Ah. I, I never hear say that they give. Oh. They, they, are they giving? Yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't there that day when they gave. <laughs> you know? What gift do you have? No, there are many people who don't manifest any gift and they're quite happy. You know? They're quite happy. I said, okay, those that are manifesting gift, do they have two-two heads? Yes. How can a believer be in church for so long not manifesting any gift? The Bible says there are many gifts. We cannot go through all of them. We'll just, we'll just go through the one in First uh, Corinthians chapter 12. So come with me. Because, you see, you need to take gifts to people. Not just at Christmas. But everywhere you and I go, we must take gifts to people that God has deposited in our lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. From verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of what? To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues again nine of them listed here nine of them listed here and this is something you and I must carry Particularly this time that is for gifts. Because you never know how God will use that to change somebody's uh, life. And the notion that there are some special people meant to carry these gifts 
must be dead, must be dead today. Can you say amen to that? Why do we say that? Now come with me to 1 Corinthians 14. What does Aswan say? Follow after love and do what? No, what is the word? Desire. Desire spiritual gifts. Desire it. When last did you desire a spiritual gift? You know, there are many people who don't realize that. They don't give spiritual gift to people who don't desire it. You know, and look at what, what, what the scripture said there. That he classifies some above others, but rather that you may prophesy. Now go to the last verse of First Corinthians 14, the very last verse. Verse 39, okay. Brethren, covet to prophesy. Do you know what covet is? Covet is a very powerful word. You know, covet, covetousness is a sin. But the Bible says with that type of depth of intensity, desire to prophesy. Desire to prophesy. Forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. How does a Christian go to church? Do you know that many people don't know how a Christian comes to church? Some people, when they're coming to church, they, they say, well, let us go there today and see what the pastor will uh, say. Maybe somebody will have something good for me. Let me show you how to come to church. Go to verse 26. Go to verse 26. What should you do then, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each one has a song, has a lesson, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all these things be done for the strengthening of the church. The Bible says when you are coming to church, bring something. Bring something. Bring a tongue. Bring an interpretation. Bring prophecy. Bring healing. Bring something when you are coming. When you are coming, bring something. Okay, what did you bring today? You know, some people, they don't even, they only remember church on Sunday morning. They quickly dress up and come. I say, okay, who are you expecting to bring something? They say, when you are coming to church, bring something. You see, if you've been praying last night, today I must bring word of prophecy. Today. Oh God, I have not brought anything to church. Today I must bring word of prophecy. Oh God, today I must lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I must bring something. God does not expect people to come to church and sit down. What did they say today? Nana, wonderful. They, they talk wonderful. Chai, na wonderful. And what did they say? Why do you know come self? Namigo, they report for you. They, they, they come to church as spectators. You know, nobody is supposed to come to church as a spectator. Now, I want to tell you about this Philip who preached one sermon and a man went and converted a whole nation. Only one sermon he preached. This Philip, come and meet him. Come to Acts chapter 6. Come and meet him. Come and meet him in Acts chapter 6.
Are you there? And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer, to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. Now, what did they choose this man to do? What was the work they chose him to do? To serve food, oh, you know? You know, there are people in, in church, if you tell them, Oga, you'll be the head of holy police. People running up and I say, whoa, not be that one I come to church. Oh. I want to be deacon, not holy police. <laughs> I want to be deaconess, assistant pastor, you know, not holy police. Or I come and go to the kitchen and be serving food to people. Eh? A misa food in church. That's what they chose this man. And what was the qualification they were looking for? A man that is filled with what? The Holy Ghost. Filled with who? The Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. A man of honest report. A man of integrity. You need such a man to serve food. But do you know what Philip showed? He showed that it doesn't matter what they appointed you to do. It doesn't matter. What you have inside will soon what? Take you to where you're going. Yes. It doesn't matter. And that's why some people, when you're appointed something, they say, no, I'm not going to do that type of thing. No. You see, Philip was humble enough to accept to be serving food. But soon, the anointing in his life was revealed. And the fact that he understood this essence of the gospel was revealed. He went and preached Christ. He didn't go to distribute hamper. And he saw a man that was smoking. He said, Oga, that smoking, nobody thing, no. He make you know the smoke. Oh. Now, and they didn't send me to preach smoking. Oga, that's your beer. <laughs> now hell he go take you. No. Beer, beer, it's not beer that takes people to hell. It's the fact that they don't have, they don't have who? Christ. You know, some people are carried away. Philip went to Samaria and taught them about who? Christ. And then Christ changed their lives. It is important for you and I to understand this. And as a result of that, he began to manifest the fruits and the gifts of an evangelist. What gift? You know, some people do not understand. They say uh, God has called a man to be an evangelist. What gifts does he need to desire? You see, what they have called you to do will determine the gifts you are desiring. Yes, they called Philip to be an evangelist. So he needed the diverse gifts of what? Healing and the working of uh, miracles. Yes. And he manifested it. And that's why they call him Philip the what? Evangelist. Philip the evangelist. And so everywhere he went, the power of God was revealed. And that's why you and I need to desire this thing. Never be Never be a Christian that has no desire only for 
prosperity, to, to, to become MD, to, 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 to get visa, to go to America, you know, all, all of these things, you know, important. I'm not saying they're not important, but that's not what the whole thing is about. They didn't write any of those ones in the Bible, desire visa, desire a promotion. No, they said desire spiritual gifts so that the power of God may be revealed to your world. And you will not know what gift God has given you until you desire and begin to manifest it. And so you went to distribute hamper. You, you saw a, a, a somebody that was sick. It's okay, let's pray for you. You didn't know you had a, God has ministered the gift of healing to you. And then the next time they see you, say, now you be that person, where come, give us hamper. Hey, now touch me again. Touch me again, I beg. You know, that day where you touched that man, as soon as you left, everything uh, clear. Ah, I know say, I know say power there inside you. Say me, I know no too. <laughs> now that day, now, now see the terminal, they discover, say something there inside. Yes! But you see, if you desire, if you have never desired spiritual gift, then from today you must start. You must start. Because these gifts are meant for you and I to reveal Christ to the world. And that's why the Bible says that God gave us the Holy Spirit. And it's that Holy Spirit that is ministering these gifts. And they've divided them, you know. They, they, they call some the mind gifts. And it begins with word of wisdom. What is word of wisdom? Word of wisdom is what we read in the book of Acts. They had a problem, okay? There was partiality in distributing food. And it was trying to disorganize the young church. How are we going to solve this problem? And the disciples prayed. And then they came and told the people, I don't think we should allow this food distribution to disturb the work of God. So choose seven men full of the Holy Ghost. Men of honest report will appoint them to serve this food. And then we can concentrate on the ministry of the word and prayer. And the Bible says, once they heard it, everybody was what? Satisfied. Yes. See, when the wisdom of God comes into a situation, then the way forward will be revealed. You come, you have a problem. Someone with the, 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 the word of wisdom, insight into what, you know, like they say about the, about the, the men of Issachar, they have an idea of what Israel ought to be doing. Because they were in touch with who? God. Yes. What about word of knowledge? Oh, that one is awesome. Awesome. Because God uses it to purify the church. You know, can you imagine you invited, you invited somebody to church and the secret of his heart. There is somebody here. You committed adultery yesterday. The name of the woman is Cecilia. Ah. Ah. How oh, these people, they know all these things. <laughs> The man carry his bag, his bag quickly go out. He said, oh, go this church again. <laughs> then after I come back, he said, ah, nah, but how did no say that thing happened to me? He said, they didn't know. It's God that, uh, yes. See, word of wisdom. It happened in the book of Acts. Ananias and Sapphira, they sold house. You know, they brought part of the money, kept part. As soon as they brought the money, Peter said, Ananias, is that all the money? Yes, all the money. Chai, Ananias. You tell lies, so tell you tell God lies too. 
And what happened to the man? He fell down and died. Ah. The wife came and they said, Madam, we sold land. Yes. Is this the money? Yes, everything. Ah. He said, the people that buried their husband, that come in, they will bury you too. Now, do you think anybody will tell lie in that church again? Hey. When they bring tithe, is that the tithe? Or guy remain only five naira? <laughs> I beg you. I beg no pray dangerous prayer. I go bring them next week. <laughs> I just leave that five naira to take transport, go home today. I beg, I beg no vex. <laughs> you know, when the when the when the gifts begin to manifest, everybody is sitting up. You know, Pastor Elton told us that uh, um, a man was preaching, you know. And then they, God revealed to him that one man in the church had committed adultery. Then he stopped his sermon. Brother Johnson, the spirit has just told me that you committed adultery yesterday. True or false? The man got up. It's true, Oga. <laughs> Will anybody commit adultery and go to church? So, now, how long does, do they forget adultery? Because I don't want to go immediately. It looks as if you've committed, and you come immediately, they will know it. <laughs> but, but if you wait one week, maybe they, <laughs> the thing don't pass. <laughs> you see, when people are coming to church, they're checking. They're checking. Now, how old was your adultery that time they discovered you? <laughs> you know? They use the gift of the Spirit to clean up the church. To clean up the church. And the same thing with prophecy. Either as expo exposing the word of God or predicting the future. Nothing is as wonderful. You know, are you traveling? Yes. To where? To London. Ah. Pray. Pray. Because you see, you need the gift of prophecy. I was traveling from, from uh, Lapai in Niger State to Lagos. Just to step into my car, the spirit whispered to me, something is wrong with this, your journey, you need to pray. I, was, I had a traveling companion. I told him, ah, God has just told me that something is wrong with this journey. Let us go and pray. We prayed. Since we don't know what was wrong, we prayed in tongues for half an hour. Then the spirit came back and said, okay, the coast is clear, you can go. Three times. Three times, almost. First one, side-to-side collusion in Obomosha. Second one, head-on collision in, uh, on the, on, in Lanlate, between Lanlate and Abiyokuta. The third one was in Lagos. It's amazing. We need the spirit of prophecy. Everybody needs it. You know, can you imagine if you went to someone, you know, with a gift and God revealed something in their lives? That would change their lives forever. That would change their lives forever. We must bring gifts, you know, both physical and spiritual in order to impact people's lives. And the mind gifts are so powerful because they reveal the secrets of people's heart. And then because not knowing them before and God telling you, a man came to my office the other day and he was telling me something. And the spirit revealed to me that this man is a serial adulterer. I told him, I said, your problem will not stop until you stop your adultery. He told me, I said, I know, I know. I said, ah, you know, you have to stop your serial adultery. You know, we must bring gifts. Because that's what God uses to change uh, people's lives. You know, so that they will know that, that truly there is a God in heaven. 
There is a God in heaven that reveals what? Secrets. And tells the secrets of people's lives. So that they will know that if they can tell the secret of your life when you are here. When you go into heaven, when you die and you go up there, everything will be uh, exposed. Everything will be exposed. Okay? And, and this is why Christ came. The Bible says that the secrets of men's heart may be what? Revealed. Revealed. And nothing blesses people as the power gifts. Nothing blesses people as the power gifts. And what are the power gifts? Diverse gifts of what? Healing. The very first time I experienced the gift of healing, I was a student in the university. And a boy sauntered into our room. My roommate and I were both Christians. And he said he has been trying to get appointment in UCH for over one week. And he hasn't succeeded. And we said to him, if you like, we can pray for you. He said, yes, I lose nothing. Pray for me. And then we prayed for him. Two days later, he was back full of excitement. He said, I don't need to see the doctor again. I'm well. My roommate and I were looking at uh, each other. Ah. <laughs> you know? And that is how you know that you cannot know what gift is in you until you begin to, yes, exercise it. You know, I was listening to a man once. He said, well, uh, my, my, my uh, sister-in-law had a problem. I told him that um, we'll take you to church and the, and the general of a cell will minister to you. I said, no. Even though that may sound encouraging, that is not the way. Come here and let me minister to you. Uh, what happened to your gift? The Bible says, I will pour my spirit upon. Yes. Don't, don't, don't sit down with no gift. When there are gifts to be desired, don't sit down with no gift. Don't be content not to have any gift. Begin to desire. Take the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Kneel down and be praying, Lord, I want these gifts to be manifesting in my life. Yes. And you know, I tell people, you may not believe in miracles until you need one very badly. Yes. There are people who say they don't believe in miracles. Until, until you need one very badly. And then you will start believing in miracles. Because there was a time I was very ill. I had serious pain in my back. I couldn't walk. I couldn't breathe. Ah. Ah. And then I start to pray. I couldn't pray. Ah. I decided to leave my bed and go out and pray. And as I was going out, I said to God, between you and myself, I'm not afraid. Anything that wants to happen, let it happen now. Why wait until tomorrow? Happen now. When I said that, the Spirit of God said to me, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, ah, I can't breathe. Everything, every, ah, there's nothing wrong with me. Then, I got the revelation in that statement because the Bible says that God calls the things that be not as though they were. Four o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning. Do you know what happened? I started to laugh. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. Devil, you're a liar. If you saw me that morning, 
You say, call a psychiatrist. <laughs> this, man has, this man has gone bonkers. <laughs> but do you know that when I started to laugh, that pain just made... That's how it disappeared. You see, until you need a miracle, you won't believe in it. You won't be desiring the gifts. You know, the person that may benefit the most may be you. Maybe you. That's why the Bible said, desire spiritual gift. Don't be going around not knowing what gifts are manifesting in your life, what gifts are operating in your life. Don't live a life that is uh, uh, wishy-washy. Today you are in Christ, tomorrow you are in the beer parlor, do you know? and then uh, when you now need miracle, <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. You know, after beer parlor, you know, you know, you know, that is not how it works. So, <laughs> not how it works. He said, the fact that you are desiring spiritual gifts compels you to live godly. Yes, so that it will work. You know, so it's imp- it's very important for you and I to know that for a time like this, we are supposed to bring Christ to people, not just hampers or gifts. No, bring Christ to them and bring Him with all the gift and the fruit. The gift and the fruit. And you never know what need you will encounter as you minister to people. You never know what gift, what need you will encounter. And whatever that need is, God has empowered us and equipped us to reach out to them and minister to them. Because you can never say what God will do when someone believes, when a man has faith. Philip went to Samaria. The Bible says by that time the power of God exploded on the people. There was much joy in that uh, city. Yes, there was so much joy and excitement. And everybody's testifying. Look at what happened. Look at what happened. Why? Because a man that knew Christ, who he is, and what he can do in the lives of people, preached him amongst the people. And their lives were changed. And so you and I need to embrace, embrace the full gospel. Embrace the true gospel. Okay? So there is diverse gifts of healing. Why do they call them diverse gifts of healing? Because, you see, it's ministered in diverse ways. There was a man in this country um, many years ago. His name was Joseph Babalola. He belonged to the Apostolic Church. You may have heard about him. Yes, he had so much power, but he ministered healing with water. That is why till today, the Apostolic Church, they have what we call Omi. Oh, these people know. You don't know Omi Adura? Ah, go to their church, you see bottles. <laughs> Omi Adura. Yes, it was because of Joseph Babalola. They said in some places he would go, he would just go to a stream, pray over the stream. When he dips people, sick people there, then they come out, they're healed. God used him so powerfully. Okay, but then it's not only through water, okay, through laying on of hands, different methods of healing. And, 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 and you know, the Bible has several in, in, um, in, uh, in the book of Acts. In Acts 19, you have Paul's shadow, you have Peter's shadow in Acts chapter 5. You have Paul's handkerchief, you know. And many, God has used diverse ways to minister healing. Can you imagine, you know, if you went to a place to pray and somebody was healed, and then another person comes up, ah, my sister is not here, oh, is sick at home, oh, is sick at home, oh. 
It's okay. Do you have handkerchief, clean handkerchief? Say yes. Oh, yeah. You pray over it. For them to call you, hmm. do you know that as soon as I touched her with that handkerchief, the fever just uh, vanished? Yes. How will those testimonies come if we do not desire spiritual gifts? They will not come. And that's why I said to you, let this be the last, first and the last day that you haven't desired spiritual gift in your life. Take your Bible, take your pen and paper, write the nine gifts and begin to pray. Lord, let at least one gift begin to... Yes! How can the man be going around without any gift? Okay? Working of miracles and then the, the next in that power group is the gift of faith. Somebody sent me a, 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 a clip on the internet the other day about a woman who said the husband went out and came home with, I don't know, seven or eight people for lunch. And she only has one chicken. <laughs> he said, how can this man just go home and carry people home? But they're Christians. So he said he grilled the chicken and then gave them, put knife, and everybody was cutting. And they continued to cut too. And continued to cut. And when he got to her and her husband at the end of the table, there was still some to cut. He said he didn't know how that one chicken went around uh, 12 or 13 people. You know? So if you didn't believe, how will such miracles uh, take place? Yes. How will such miracles take place? You know, Jesus manifested the gift of faith. I'll give you an example. The Bible says that in Matthew chapter 14, in Matthew chapter 11, they told Jesus that they had beheaded John the Baptist. And, 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 and Jesus decided to go and pray in the mountain. But the, the, the crowd followed him. And after preaching to them, he fed them. And then the disciples entered the boat and went. And Jesus continued to the mountain. But the Bible says that in the middle of the night, when he came down, all the boats have uh, gone. What did Jesus do? He stepped on the water. And walked. That's the gift of faith. He stepped on the water. And in the night, the, the disciples saw him coming. And they thought he was a ghost. But do you know that the next day, he entered the boat to cross home. It's not that the gift of faith, you step on the water today, tomorrow you say, I don't need boat again. <laughs> oh yeah, water will come. <laughs> you just fall inside. <laughs> Don't say, let me tell you so. <laughs> you see, God can manifest a gift. That's faith. Unusual. They call it unusual faith. You know, there is faith that comes by hearing the word of God. But there is unusual faith that comes on you to meet a particular need. Yes, unusual faith. And Jesus exercised it. You know, unusual faith. They came to him and said, why, do, why are you not paying tax? Why are you not paying tax? He said to Peter, we are citizens now. We are not supposed to pay this kind of tax. But I don't need that wahala. Go to the sea. Put a hook. Put a hook. Bring out a fish. Inside, my money day there. Collect my money and come and pay tax. But it doesn't mean that tomorrow when you need money, 
You say, where is the, where, where one goat must have my money? <laughs> no, no. You see? It's unusual. This, these ones are unusual. You know, but can you imagine if such a thing happened to you there? It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, because you've been desiring spiritual gifts, the Spirit quickens you to pray for this, do this, do that. Those people, their lives will never be the same again. Yes! There will be people who are born under anointing and power of God. And that's what we're supposed to bring. Not just a, a charity. I, I was telling them, I said, the church must not, must not replace the gospel of Christ with the social gospel. No, you can add the social gospel to the gospel of Christ, but not replace it. No, that's not what it is meant to be. There are many churches in the world that are known for their social gospel. They have big programs. They feed the hungry. They feed the poor. But there, in those congregations, even living godly is a problem. You know, you cannot even depend on them. Look at the tragedy you and I are experiencing. There are over 10 million Christians in this country. About 7 million of them will tell you they are born again. But the, the corruption index, Nigeria is at the top. So where are all those Christians? That means many of the Christians are also what? Cor yes. And that means the whole Christianity is meaningless nonsense. That is it. You know. So you see, God is challenging us. God is challenging us. You know, a, 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 a lady went to, to Nepal. They, 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 they gave her a bill that she didn't. She moved into a new house. She found a bill there. She took it to Nepal. They say, oh, madam, you have to pay it. Otherwise, you cannot connect the light. He said, I didn't use it. They pay it. Because there's a bill there. There's nothing you can do. You have to pay it. He said, but what about the person who was there? Oh, madam, my grandma. You just have to pay it. The meter has to have no bill before we connect you. So she paid it. So okay, come and connect like that. Don't you know, say, ladder they cost. <laughs> the woman was so frustrated. He was so frustrated. Where I went yesterday, one man told me, he told me, he said, he said I, I go one office to collect my document there. They're sitting on it. They say I must do something. <laughs> he said, I've been, I need, so he told me, he said, I need that document desperately. They're sitting on it. And I didn't want to do something, but they're still sitting on it. That is it. You know what some people have decided? If they're sitting on it like that, if they want money, give them. When you go to heaven, you will discover hmm, that sin of giving money is their own. Is their own. That's what they're telling people. <laughs> Why are they telling them that? To ease their conscience. When you give bribe and you go to heaven, they say the sin belongs to the man. The person that is assuring you that the sin belongs to the man, has he been there and found how they're dividing sin? <laughs> You know, one of the worst things that can happen is to arrive in heaven with a false confidence. You know, all the mushumushu you are doing, they say, not, not my sin, is the other man. And then when you get to heaven, they say, where are you going? They say, I'm going to heaven. What is your name? Okereko Okerafo. First Pentecostal Church of Lagos. Yes, Nami. 
It's okay, enter. Your name, no deal. Oga, check very well. <laughs> check very well. <laughs> okay, look at what we are seeing a bribe. They give money. Oga, you have mistaken. You know. That's sin. Uh, eh, remove it from my name, I beg. <laughs> See, people are getting false confidence. As if they have been there and they told them, ah, they, you know, don't worry. That, don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let anybody deceive you. That's why you should, you and I must live godly. You know, there are many people that are committing all kinds of iniquity. Coming to church and sitting very innocently. It doesn't matter how innocent you look. What matters is what you are doing in your life. And unless you repent, they're going to pay for it. They're going to pay for it. And so when we, when we take the gift to people, let us take it manifesting fruits and gifts so that their lives will be powerfully transformed. I admire Philip, a man that preaches one sermon. He doesn't give you two, one sermon. And then the people's lives are changed. That's amazing. That's an amazing anointing. And then, after the power gifts, we have the gifts of revelation. Tongues, interpretation of tongues, and the discernment of what? Spirits. Very important. You know, Jesus, when he cast out devils, he gave, he called them by name. Unclean spirit, deaf and dumb spirit. He called them by names, and then he cast them out. You know? And if you had discernment of spirit, somebody may be ill, you pray for them, and then the spirit shows you that, no, no, it's not prayer. You need to cast out the devil that is in here. And as soon as you cast out the devil, the person is uh, healed. Yes. A sister brought her sister to us. She was pregnant. She was ill. And they've gone to hospital. Nothing has happened. The husband has taken her somewhere. And the man said to them, two things can happen. Either the baby dies or the woman and the baby will die. The only way to prevent it is come and make sacrifice. The boy said, I can't do that. And then they came for prayers. And the Spirit of God revealed that there are devils, 27 of them. The moment they were cast out, the girl was delivered. And she had her baby normally. See, we need the gifts. We need the gifts. So don't, 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 don't. Christmas, Christ is a gift. But he brings gifts. And you and I are to take those gifts to families. And you never know what need you will meet. That the gift of God, the gift of the Spirit in you can meet. In order to transform that family forever. In order to transform their lives forever. And don't wait. Don't wait. I'm sent for Deacon. Deacon as prayer warrior. No. Desire spiritual gift. Desire spiritual gift. Tongues and interpretation. There are people who speak in tongues, but they only do so in church. Have you, have you seen people like that? It's only when they pray in church, when they go to prayer meeting, they will pray small, small. <laughs> But the Bible tells us that when a man speaks in an unknown tongue, he does not speak to men. Say, nobody understands what he's saying. But in the spirit, he is speaking what? Mysteries to God. And those are the mysteries that untangle life and bring you revelations that you need to move forward in your life. Bring you revelations that you need to conquer your world and glorify, bring the glory of Christ into your world. 
Everybody needs to sustain their prayers in tongues and interpretation as well as with understanding so that the mysteries of God can come to you. That's what Christmas is all about. The gift that God sent from heaven to pour gifts into us so that everywhere we go, the gift of Christ in us will bless the lives of uh, people around us. But you know the challenge about these gifts? They work with holiness. They work with holiness because they are ministered by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, if you grieve the Holy Spirit, what will he do? He will live. He's the one ministering the gifts. And when you and I live, continue to live in unrepented sin, the Holy Spirit will be grieved and he will live. And then all the gifts will disappear with him. Because he is the one that ministers the gifts. And that's why it's important for us to desire to reach people with gifts so that their lives will be transformed. Nobody after today should, should be going around without desiring deeply to be used of God to bless people's lives. Beginning with this Christmas, to bless people's lives with the gifts of the Spirit. Bow your head and let us pray. You must desire spiritual gifts. You must desire spiritual gifts. You must desire spiritual gifts. And let this Christmas be a beginning where God will begin to use you to minister his gifts to meet the needs in the lives of people. And if you have been living a life that does not glorify God, then the Holy Spirit cannot do anything with you. There is nothing he can do with you. And this is the time to say to him, Lord, I repent of all my sins. I repent of all my sins. I repent of all my sins. And if that is your heart cry, I want to pray with you. So wherever you are, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise it up. I want to pray with you. Raise it up, raise it up well. Raise it up wherever you are. Wherever you are, raise up your hand. I want to pray with you. Raise it up to God. Raise it up to God. You are saying to him, Lord, I need to lead a godly life because I want you to reveal your life and power through me. Nobody should come to church as a spectator. No. Everybody must come ready to minister. That's what they call corporate anointing. You bring some anointing, I bring some anointing. By the time we meet together, the power of God is everywhere. Yes. Wherever you are, raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Raise it up to God. And if you have your hand raised, please come. I want to pray with you. Come. Come. Stand up and come. And let us pray together. Come forward. Into my heart. My heart. Jesus. Yes. Come from wherever you are. Come. The Spirit of God is calling you. The Spirit of God is calling you wherever you are. Come. Come to Him. Yes, come. God bless you. Come. Come from wherever you are. Come. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. 
Yes, someone else is coming. Then come quickly. And let us pray together. Come quickly. If you are coming, come quickly. If you are coming, come quickly. Okay, those of you that are here, come nearer. I want you to put your right hand to your chest. Every time I do that, it's a way of saying to God, I'm praying from my heart. I am determined from my heart to follow you. So say with me, Oh Lord my God. Say with me, Oh Lord my God. I ask you to please forgive me all my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior. I repent of all my sins. By your grace, I will not go back to them again. But give me, O oh God, the power of your Holy Spirit. Let your Holy Spirit dwell in my heart to give me the power to live a godly life all the days of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, breathe your life into this, your children. May your life enter into them. That by the power of your Holy Spirit, they may stay with you from now till eternity. Jesus, come into their life. Be their Lord and Savior. I break every power of sin and the devil. Loose your grip in the name of Jesus. I release you into the liberty of God's children. I cancel every curse, every covenant, every ancestral connection. Be broken now in the name of Jesus. From today, I release you into the liberty of God's children. Be free to love and serve your God all the days of your life. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay? They, they, will, they will talk to you later. Shall we all stand? I want you to begin your desire. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this destiny of my soul oh, bread of heaven fill me till i want no more fill my cup fill it lord and make me whole oh begin to desire now say lord my life must be filled with your gifts the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gift of prophecy, the power gifts, faith, diverse gifts of healing, working of miracles, the revelation gifts, discernment of spirits, tongues and interpretation. Oh God, oh God, I need a gift to glorify your name on the earth. 
Let me not go on, on field. May your Holy Spirit come afresh upon me. That I may be an instrument in your hand. To minister your power and your life. Particularly this Christmas. Everywhere I go. May your Holy Spirit prompt me and make me ready. To minister your gift to people. Father, fill me, fill me till I can, I can contain no more. I desire to be used by you to glorify your name on the earth. Oh, fill my cup, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and pray. This destiny of my soul, oh, bread of heaven, fill me till I walk no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Oh, lift up your hand to God as we pray. Holy Father. It is impossible to minister the life of Christ without the fruit and the gifts. Father, as many as are desirous to be used by you, O oh God, to manifest your gifts to their generation, O oh Lord our God, open the windows of heaven and may the gift-bearing spirit come upon them now in the name of Jesus Christ. That Lord, as they go out sharing the gift of Christmas in kind and materially, as opportunities come their way, may the anointing to minister spiritual gift come upon them in the name of Jesus. That they will be bring the total gospel to the total man. That your name may be glorified. Thank you, O Lord our God. We give you praise and glory. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. And all God's people said...